going on sports fans got another good one for you today today i'm going to be giving my outlook on the steelers after they've lost two games in a row and whether or not it's time for steeler fans to hit the panic button like i said their team has lost two games in a row and i've definitely seen some things in both those games that would lead me to believe that their team could struggle down the stretch and into the playoffs but before we get into that just want to go over a few things i saw this weekend that i found pretty interesting so let's get into it First thing, I previewed this matchup in my last podcast episode, Dolphins versus Chiefs, and I said this was really the Dolphins' chance to prove that they can compete with the big boys. They haven't really proved it yet. They have a pretty good record, but they hadn't really shown that they can compete with the best in the NFL, and I certainly believe the Chiefs are the best. And they were able to go out there and certainly show that they're just just a small amount away from being within contention of the Super Bowl, at least in my opinion. They went out, they they lost the game 33-27, to but the team all around played a very good game. The Dolphins' defense played very well, had three sacks, and picked off Patrick Mahomes three times, which is only something that has happened one other time in Patrick Mahomes' career. So very impressive by their defense, but probably what stood out to me most in this game was how the offense was so resilient they rallied from being down 30 to 10 at the beginning of the fourth quarter to making it a 30 24 game with four minutes left in the fourth quarter I mean they left enough time on the clock to win that game after being down by 20 most teams that are down by 20 against the Chiefs end up losing by even more than that so For the Dolphins to go out there and show that, hey, we're not just going to roll over. We're not going to let you get this win easy. It it was really impressive. Although they did lose the game, I felt that it was a really big milestone and a stepping stone in the right direction for the Dolphins. And I feel like within a year, maybe two, this team is going to be a Super Bowl contender. Brian Flores has this team trending in the right direction. And once Tua or whoever their quarterback ends up being, I think it will be Tua, who at once they get enough reps and, you know, he gets enough experience, this team is going to be a very dangerous team. Big upset of the weekend, Eagles get a huge win over the Saints 24-21. to Eagles all around just played a great game. Their defense had five sacks picked off Taysom Hill one time and forced a fumble. Just a really amazing game from that defense. And their offense, for once, actually had a really good game. Miles Sanders had 115 yards on the ground and two touchdowns. And then Jalen Hurts went 17 for 30, 167 passing yards, one touchdown, and 106 rushing yards. And just an amazing game from Jalen Hurts in his first start. And he was probably going against the best defense in the NFL. So for him to perform this well was really impressive. A lot of people thought that Doug Peterson was just throwing Jalen Hurts into the fire to show everyone like, hey, we're not going to be much better with this guy. But he definitely showed that they are much better with him at quarterback. And I said it in my last episode, I thought, or in my one of my previous episodes that I thought Carson Wentz's time was done in Philly. 
and I definitely, definitely think that this game cemented that that Carson Wentz can no longer be a quarterback for the Eagles because for some reason there's no real logical explanation for it. But whenever a quarterback not named Carson Wentz is in this offense, the Eagles just seem to rally around them and play a much better game. The level at which the Eagles play when Carson Wentz isn't in at quarterback and when he is, is night and day. To to reiterate that, the Eagles didn't allow a sack all game. The Eagles haven't done that in I don't know how long. They're known for having one of the worst offensive lines in the league and against one of the best defenses with an elite pass rusher in Cameron Jordan, they didn't allow a single sack on their quarterback. That's just one example of the way this team just plays better when Carson Wentz isn't in. So like I said, I think the time for Carson Wentz in Philly is definitely over and it's going to be exciting to see what Jalen Hurts does for the Eagles because believe it or not, This team still has a chance to make the playoffs. Moving on from that game, the game of the year, at least I, there's no way it can be topped, at least in my mind, but we'll see. There's still a couple weeks left. Game of the year was played on Monday night. The Ravens and the Browns played an amazing game. Just an amazing performance on offense for both sides. I mean, Baker Mayfield had 343 passing yards, three total touchdowns. Nick Chubb had two rushing touchdowns. Cream Hunt had a rushing and receiving touchdown. The Browns didn't allow a sack. Like that offense was just moving. Baker Mayfield was making the right throws, accurate throws. Just really good game from the Browns. And on the other side, an even better game. Lamar Jackson had 163 passing yards, a passing touchdown, 124 rushing yards, and two rushing touchdowns. Gus Edwards had two rushing touchdowns. Like I said, this was just a shootout. It was an amazing game to watch. And if you didn't get to see it, I'm sorry for you because we probably won't see a game like this for another year. This game was really fun to watch. And I think... The biggest story from this game, at least in my mind, was how far the Browns have come from week one when they lost to the Ravens 38-6 to now when they were in a shootout and probably played the best game of the year and only ended up losing by five. And really, the there was a safety on the last play of the game. Um, it was a lateral play. The Browns were just trying to make something happen after a Justin Tucker field goal put the Ravens up by three. So they really lost because of that field goal. They lost by five points, but it was really only by a field goal. So the Browns were that close to winning the game, that close to sending it to overtime. So I think both these teams are trending in a very positive direction right now. The Ravens have reasserted themselves at contention status. They're not quite in the playoffs yet, but they certainly have a very good chance at getting there. And then the Browns, who haven't locked in a playoff spot yet, I definitely think they're going to get there. They play the Giants and the Jets down the stretch, so I think they definitely lock in a playoff spot. I think they're, even though they lost this game, are trending in a very positive direction, and I'm going to be very excited to see what they do going forward. So moving on to the main topic, are the Steelers in trouble? Should Steelers fans hit the panic button? Their team has lost two straight. And I don't think it's time to hit the panic button yet, depending on what your expectations are for the Steelers. 
The Steelers have now lost two straight. Like I said, they lost to Washington 23-17 last week and the Bills 26-15 this week. But both those teams are good teams. They're no they're no slouches. I know a lot of people have a lot of negative thoughts towards Washington because they started out so slow. But that team has really came into its own. And I think they're legitimate like contenders, not in the fact of being a contender for the Super Bowl, but they can contend with most teams that they're going to play down the stretch and in the playoffs. But there there are some concerning things that I saw in both these games. That being that in both games, the Steelers' offense looked bad. There wasn't a lot of production in the offense after they either went into halftime up in the case of the Washington game or after they got down against the Bills. You know, they, they were the first ones to score in that Bills game. And then after that, it kind of went downhill. Bills got a field goal and then Big Ben threw a bad ball, ended up being a pick six. And it just wasn't pretty for the Steelers after that. And it's also the second straight week the Steelers have not been able to develop any type of run game. I mean, it's it's pretty awful the way the Steelers are running the ball right now. And I understand it's not a staple of their offense. And in the Washington game, they didn't have James Conner, but he shouldn't make that big of a difference. I mean, Steelers had 21 rushing yards in the game against Washington and 47 against Buffalo. Now, like I said, both those teams are good teams and they have pretty good defenses, but you should be able to get more than 21 rushing yards. I mean, come on. And then 47 isn't much better. I understand. And especially in the game against Washington where they were up, they should have most definitely been able to run the ball. I mean, you're up, you're trying to burn clock. And in the case of Buffalo, they were down go in, going into halftime, but that was only by three. So they, or actually I think it only ended up being by two because they missed the extra point. So even more, you're only within a field goal. That's one possession. You can still run the ball. You don't have to abandon it completely. Now as the game went on, they got down by more. And so they did have to abandon the run, but I certainly didn't think that they needed to as early as they did in the game. And the fact that they weren't able to run the ball is concerning because you can't be that one-dimensional. In a defensive coordinator's mind, if you're not going to run the ball, like just not attempt it as much as you know other NFL teams do, it is very easy to scheme against you. We know you're going to pass, so they're either going to blitz you like crazy, which is part of the reason why Big Ben has to get the ball out so fast and he's really good at doing it but he has to get the ball out so fast and two you're going to tell your offensive line I mean your defensive line to to put their hands up jump pretty much every play because they know that you're not going to run the ball makes the linebackers jobs much easier because they expect pass you know run is not that running is not in your plan you don't run play action so they know if they don't read run there's I mean there's no way that you're going to run the ball you don't run RPOs you don't run anything like that it's just pass the ball and I understand you have talented receivers but you got you gotta you can't be one-dimensional in an NFL it's not going to get you a lot of places I get it got you to 11 and 0 which is impressive in itself but you have to continue to win it's not get to 11 and 0 then who cares because the ultimate goal is still there. You want to win the Super Bowl. No one cares if you 
start 11 and 0 if you finish 11 and 5 and don't win in the playoffs. So I think that's something the Steelers definitely need to evaluate and look at and try to improve as they go down the stretch because the teams that they're going to play down the stretch, they don't need to be one-dimensional. They need to find a way to keep these defenses honest and keep these defensive coordinators from, you know, just diving deep into their playbooks because when defensive coordinators don't have to worry about you running the ball, they know you're one-dimensional, they can pull out a lot of things that can cause you to struggle like you've seen the past two weeks from the Steelers' offense. Uh, A big story though, for the Steelers that I don't think is being talked about enough is they've been plagued by injuries. And here of late, it's become even bigger of a story because when they were hit by injuries earlier on in the season, they were still winning. So it wasn't that big of a deal. But now that they're starting to lose, it's becoming more and more of a a topic, more of an issue. And rightfully so. I mean, against the Bills, they didn't have Joe Hayden, their best corner, and that's in part to why Stefan Diggs had such a big game. I mean, he had a field day on them, and it was because they didn't have anyone back there to guard him because Joe Hayden was out. And then James Conner was out against Washington. It was due to illness, but he was still out. And then They lost Bud Dupree a couple weeks ago. They lost Devin Bush before that. And now James Conner and Terrell Edmonds are both listed as questionable going into this game versus the Bengals this Monday night. So really getting hit hard by injuries. And the Steelers are trending in a negative direction. And, you know, injuries aren't going to help that at all. They haven't helped them get to where they were at 11-0. And I can certainly see where the Steelers end up finishing 12-4. and I don't see them losing to the Bengals this Monday night, but I could certainly see them losing to their, because they're home versus the Colts after that, and then they're at the Browns. Both teams this week played very good games. The Colts made a very big statement win against the Raiders. They blew them out, and then the Browns played the game of the year against a very good Baltimore team, and the Browns When they played the Steelers the first time earlier on in the season, they got bullied like they did against the Ravens. I definitely don't see that happening, and I think the Browns certainly have an offense, and that defense is good enough to the point where they can beat the Steelers if the Steelers continue to play like they're playing. I don't, like I said, I don't think it's time for the Steelers to hit the panic button yet, but they definitely need it to, like, need to get it together. They've clinched a playoff spot. We know that, but no one cares if you clinch a playoff spot if you're going to end up losing in the wild card matchup because I don't think they're going to get back to the number one seed. And I definitely don't think that if they continue to play the way they're playing now, they're going to get past that first week. But we'll see. And one thing that really stood out to me, and it was watching the Bills game that I saw this. Watching that game, the Steelers looked dejected on the field on the offensive side of the ball. Once they got down 16-7, to I mean, I was watching Juju's and Deontay Johnson and all their, you know, their body language on offense, and they just really didn't seem like they wanted to be out there. Every time Juju didn't get the ball thrown to him, he just he, he looked like he was pissed off. And I understand you're down, but you've got to have a better team 
atmosphere around you and you have to have more resilience than that to just get upset when you're down by a little bit more than one score and it got even worse when they got down 23 to 7. So that's one thing I think you need to look out for for the Steelers that they may potentially be, you know, susceptible to rolling over because they've been the front runners all season. Now that they've got punched in the face and they've got punched in the face two weeks in a row, can they bounce back? I think they beat the Bengals this week. Don't think that's much of a game. But then the two games after that are really big games for the Steelers. Potentially the Browns went out and the Steelers, you know, dropped two of their last three. And then the Browns, you know, end up being the team that gets the home field advantage. And the Steelers are playing wild card weekend away from home. So not time to hit the panic button yet, but certainly something to watch out for. And the Steelers, you need to get it together. As always, guys, thanks for listening. And remember to follow on whatever streaming platform you're listening on and leave a review where if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts or whatever, it's much appreciated. And thank you guys for all your continuous support. <laughs>